I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, finding that thing you do and love that quiets everything else and gives you that special calm and creative energy that you love. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 295, Monkey Brain. Monkey Brain. Monkey Mind. The constant sense of shifting, of scanning, the constant flipping between screens and tabs and tasks and spaces and apps and communities, clicking reload over and over again in an app, checking for notifications, glancing at notifications, refreshing email, reloading your Amazon cart to see which prices have gone up or down by three or five or 12 cents, checking every beep on the phone, checking and snoozing alarms, reminding you to do this or that, scanning your to-do list, considering your plans, considering your options, the endless voice in your head the energy of certain moments, and the constant narrative, that constant narrative, chattering, 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 that voice in your head. You have that voice, right? You have that voice, that sound in your head. Focus. It's often the goal. We need to be able to focus on this immediate task or this project, and yet a hundred things try to distract us, including, maybe, our own minds. Some level of monkey brain. I am sure you know monkey brain, the feeling of shifting and spinning and racing, the lack of focus, even when you are trying to focus, the constant sense of movement, of possibility, of maybe this or that or this next or why or when or how, it makes it hard to settle. And I realized something important in the last week or so. Here's my big reveal. Drawing quiets my brain. Drawing quiets my brain. That sounds so obvious. It sounds so blasé. But somehow, that recognition was totally revolutionary. It was eye-opening. It was this lightning bolt of insight and personal understanding. Insight into what works for me right now and why it matters. As part of that, there was an understanding that other things, which you might think could give me that same feeling and response. Other things leave me exactly the opposite. They may be things I enjoy and they may be things I am good at and they may be creative pursuits and ventures, but they leave my brain racing. They leave me counting the minutes. They leave me thinking endlessly about what is next. They leave me checking the clock. They leave me bouncing, bouncing. They leave me full of energy, but in a way that is not comfortable. It is not 
somehow it is not the feeling I am after. And I can't say that drawing has always served this role for me. I do think there is something different. And thinking that last week was definitely eye-opening. And all of this led me to think about energy, about creative energy, about life energy, about focus. I'm not talking really about regular work in this conversation. It is similar. These things run parallel. The challenge for focus during the workday is definitely similar. It's something I've also been thinking about. The ways in which certain patterns have fractured our focus to a degree that seems really counterproductive the ways in which my own patterns of focus and productivity have changed. So all of this is and isn't related. These two separate tracks, the creative track and the work track. I think I'm seeing similar patterns in each space. And of course, it is always a quest for balance, but it is also a quest for focus. A quest for focus, because when you are focused is when you do your best and most effective work. What I do know, and I don't know that I've always known this, in this year, I have really become aware of this. I think all of this goes together. I think it is all related to all the layers of distraction that we now have. What I do know is that I have a noisy brain. It is a minute-to-minute level of noise. My memory sucks. When it comes to things that are important, I can scan back and see only a blank slate. But minute to minute, there is this constant noise. On the outside, I am not a hyper person. Not at all. You wouldn't meet me, spend time with me, and think of me as hyper. Of all the things you might think, all the things, all the adjectives you might choose, I don't think hyper would be it. Inside, my brain moves at light speed. I have always done multiple things at a time. I've always had far more interests than I could ever manage and could ever channel. I have always done so many things in little bits and pieces, but never really done a deep dive and specialized in any one track. I am used to this constant sense of multiple things going on at a time in my head. But this feeling these days is something else. And this feeling of restlessness in my head has started to take on a life of its own. I see it more and more and more and how distracting it is. Sometimes I start doing something and I get so maybe excited. Sometimes that is it. Sometimes I get so excited that I have to get up. I have to shake it off. And this feeds into a horrid coffee obsession because when this happens, I get up and I head to the kitchen. And the only logical thing to do in the kitchen is to make a drink or to eat. I shake off the excess mental energy with these little walks back and forth to the kitchen. I walk in place. I jog in circles. I try and shake it off. I make more coffee. I return to my desk to try again to focus, sit back down to the same task and try again. I have started setting timers. I have started making deals with myself to work on X, Y, or Z without touching my phone. I have started closing Facebook. 
We are all searching for ways to balance and to tune into ourselves in more productive ways and to make our art time both enjoyable and mindful and productive and exciting and invigorating and inspiring. Those of us who make art and do art and consider our creative lives important are always looking for something in that process. When I do certain creative things, I notice that my internal noise is even noisier. For example, I have been working on some sewing projects on the weekends over the last month, and I really noticed one Saturday that when I sew, my brain never stops. As much as I love the act of piecing and sifting through bits of fabric, sewing, ironing, well, I don't really love the ironing, but I move from machine to iron to cutting mat and back again and again and again, all in this contained space. And as much as I love it, as much as I love the end result and what I'm making, it doesn't settle me. If anything, the process amps up the energy. Everything revs up. And that sounds like it would be good. That energy, the beauty, the bringing order from chaos. In part, the restlessness is because I love it all. I find it completely energizing. And yet, somehow it is also too much. I have seen myself over and over stop and move away and shift because the energy overload poses its own problem and its own distraction. That restlessness. I'm doing something I enjoy and that is beautiful, sometimes achingly beautiful. And yet it opens the gates on restless brain. It doesn't occupy enough of me to quiet everything else in my head while I work on it. Knitting is very similar. For some people, knitting is mindful and meditative. Knitting slows down the brain. Not me. Knitting makes me restless. I knit when I'm watching something, and that can be good. I like to be doing something with my hands. It is a balance. Definitely it is a balancing act. But even so, when I'm knitting... I'm constantly trying to get to the end, and I constantly hear this voice in my head, this knit, purl, knit, purl. I hear this constant chatter. What I noticed all of a sudden is that drawing is different. And I noticed it one night because I had worked on something for a couple of hours and suddenly realized that those hours pass without so much mental chatter and without so much mental restlessness. Drawing right now is different. It slows me down, quiets my brain. This is a layered scenario. So maybe it is this composite that is working this formula right now because I do draw while I watch TV. So I have something on in the background, something to listen to while I draw. And that may be part of it. Something else to latch onto. So I need these dual tracks running at the same time. But I think there's something about the drawing, about the process. There are parts of it that are slow. What I am seeing develop as my current approach with pen and ink isn't fast. It is slow. It requires an acceptance of slow, a deliberateness. There's a scratchiness 
to the nib on paper. Sometimes there is a drag and sometimes there is a coaxing and sometimes there is a real lack of flow, which has become almost integral to how I am using pen and ink. So there is this coaxing of ink and at the same time, an attempt to keep the lightness of pressure, the lightest of strokes as part of the way that I'm using line. This is slow. It's methodical and yet it's engrossing. It's delightful. It's mesmerizing. These strokes are measured. They are deliberate. It is a little different than pencil shading. It's not a rapid flow. It is a rapid stroke, but they're very deliberate. It's a very much individual line making. Slow, methodical, and yet it's engrossing. It's delightful and it's mesmerizing. And it might seem like sitting and doing this would leave me with tons of mental chatter. And yet somehow this process has opened up something that I can sink into. And no, I don't think it has always been the same. I don't think drawing coffee mugs in years past has given me that same feeling. But something about the process I have found with portraits has really given me something different that really works for me. And I did, I drew a chair as part of my lineup last month. And I did that one in Bob Boynton. I have to say I found the same satisfaction. So there's something about my process now, something I have grown into, accidentally stumbled across that works for me. It was so surprising to realize that while I'm working on these pieces each night, things do really quiet down. It was wonderful to realize that. It really was just surprising, but wonderful. Now I do still snap photos throughout. I want to reach out and share and connect. So I do snap photos, which I typically don't share. No one has time to see so much. None of us have time to see every little bit and piece of each other. We all know that and we all realize that despite our attempts to reach out and to connect. But sometimes I post an in-process photo. I like them. I like those freeze frame moments. I am always amazed every single day at what we do when we sit at a blank page, what we take from our brain and either funnel through our fingers on keyboards or through our fingers holding a pen or a paintbrush or a needle. So I do stop. I do stop in this process. I'm not so focused that I am unable to stop. I stop. And there is this level of thinking and observing still going on. I watch the eye appear and the nose and I look at the shadows and I look at negative space. I look at the values. I look at where things need to continue to be darkened. I take in whatever we're watching. I listen more than I watch, but I take in these shows. And yet I'm there. I'm drawing and the voice in my head slows down. I learned something important last year when I did more than 75 portraits in ballpoint. I learned something about slow that I never knew before about my own creative work, about my own creative need, about my own creative stamina, about my own process. And when I picked up fountain pen again, I saw that same process continued. And in this last month, I have really felt that. I have really felt the continuation of ballpoint with my pen and ink in a very different medium 
and yet a very similar process, a similar way, and a similar demand on time. I hadn't made that connection between the ballpoint slow and my portraits now until recently. I didn't even see how important that was. I see now those dominoes, those stepping stones between then and now, and how my own practice and process has built in these months and continues to grow and evolve. And my work continues to change. I don't always see it, but other people seem to see it. And I'm more and more and more invested in the process. I enjoy it more and more, even on nights when I think, I don't want to do this. Once I start, I tend to sink in to the process. I don't draw during the day, and even on the weekends, sometimes I think about it, and I just can't make myself do it. So all of this may also be partly the way that I'm positioning my drawing. I used to draw in the morning. Back when I first did these shows, I had a morning routine, and now I have a nighttime routine. I can't really put myself in the same place in the middle of the day, even on the weekends, and I wonder about that. I'm not sure I could completely shut out the timer in my head and the multiple lines of things to do and the when will I finish. I don't know if I could do that during the day, but at night, at night there is this sinking into the slow, into a space of quiet and calm, and there is mindfulness in this process and a wonderful quieting of the inner mind. I'm not constantly asking why. Why am I doing this? Does it matter? I just draw, line by line, shadow by shadow, strand of hair by strand of hair. I just keep drawing, and I keep adding lines, and I keep building up ink. I'm watching this person appear on the page, always with something to say or something to tell. And what I hope is that you, too, have something you do that offers you this space, this calm. Maybe you enjoy filling a page with lettering, And filling in letters, doubling them, lining them, patterning them, shading, transcribing, quoting. Maybe you love zentangles or other forms of filling space with pattern. Maybe you make mandalas and you lose yourself in the process of filling in each ring. Pattern. Pattern may be part of the key. The repetition of pattern and line, it is obviously important. The energy our creativity breeds is a good thing. It can be exciting and alive and full of color. Creating can be a head rush. And maybe it can feel hyper. And maybe that is exactly what you like. Maybe you like the hyper of the creative act, the wildness, the abandon, the sense suddenly that you are so excited by the splash of color you just put on a canvas that you can't stand still. You are so in love with that mark you just made, that splash, that puddle, that drop, that stitch, that line. That is all good. As long as it leads you to the next brushstroke. As long as it doesn't send you from the room because you are so excited that you can't settle. I'm sure we're all different and I'm sure some people really, really thrive on the energy, on the kinetic energy, on the chaos. For some people, that is probably part of flow. For me, think there is something calmer and quieter when I am actually in a place of flow. If you have all that energy and excitement without the crazy inner noise, if you are able to tap into that energy and abandon 
and lose yourself in your work, then you have it. Whether that space is one of energy or one that feels slow, what is key, I think, is the ability to lose oneself, even a little bit. I don't zone out. And if it sounds like that, then I have misrepresented how I'm talking about this because I don't zone out. I'm always there in the act of drawing. I'm juggling the dog who insists on being in my lap, watching TV and talking about the show with my boys. I'm always there and I'm always present in the moment. And yet the drawing occupies something crucial. It is using my hands and it's also using some part of my brain that lets me sink into this process and things quiet down enough. And what I create, it makes me happy in the end. The product is nice, but the process of getting there, that really is priceless. I still don't have answers to why, why this, why not me, does it matter? But the span of time at night, that slowing down, I think has become really important to me. Really important. I can sit at my computer 20 hours a day without a blink. I can completely occupy time at a computer. And when I work on coding projects, I can spend hours and hours and hours without thinking twice, totally focused on what I'm doing. That is a rare thing. That I spend a few hours now watching TV and drawing and feeling things quiet down, I know it's good. And of course, I'm getting to see tons of great and entertaining TV, silver lining all around. What gives you the sense of peace and quiet? Is there something you make or do that quiets your inner brain? Not talking about yoga or hiking or running or walking. Maybe those things work for you and maybe you do those things precisely for this reason because they help you tune in and slow down and be more mindful. Things like walking make my inner noise almost unbearable. But I know that many runners and walkers have a totally different experience. But today, I'm not talking about the other things you do to settle. Instead, I'm asking you to think about your creative you, about the projects to which you give your time and creative energy, your outlets, your mediums. Do you have a creative outlet that offers you a quieting, a slowing down, a span of focus that is so encompassing that you sink into it, that you look forward to it, that you want to do it, that you do not begrudge the time it takes. You might notice the time it takes, And you might notice that it takes more and more time. And yet, even as you are watching that happen, you know that in the process of doing, you are really involved and invested and focused and quiet. Or is it the energy you crave? Do you love creativity precisely because it revs you up and gets you bouncing? In an odd way, the other thing that brings me this calm in an almost completely opposite way is writing and writing specifically with a keyboard. Only with a keyboard can I keep up. Pen and paper makes me antsy. It totally has the opposite effect. But writing with a keyboard, the inner voice somehow syncs up with this process of typing. The narrative is more singular. The noise becomes directed. Writing and drawing 
It's very interesting. It has definitely given me something to think about. And I've been thinking about how I feel doing each of these things as I do them in these days. These days since first going, hmm, something is different when I draw. Understanding what we need and what works for us individually, it is so much a part of the process and it is so important. There is no one size fits all answer. The same shoe is not going to fit each of us. You may need a combination of things. You may need to run and then to do your creative thing. Maybe you do it exactly the opposite. Probably there is some combination of energy and calm. But have you ever thought about it? Thought about what works and why? What makes you most content? What defines your creative practice and process? I think you should. I am the art. The art is me. And that is it for today. That is it for episode 295, Monkey Brain. A lot here, nothing concrete, nothing that I actually know any of the answers to. I've just been thinking about it. And maybe drawing is what gives me that calm right now because drawing is what I simply enjoy most. Maybe not. Maybe my answer will be different next week. Maybe I would pick up an applique project and go, oh, I actually quiet down doing this. But I'm not quite so sure. So I hope it'll give you something to think about. As always, I'm Amy, and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidlis. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. That's O-A-M-Y-O-A-M-Y. You can find me in the Creativity Matters podcast group at Facebook a great deal. I am there a lot and I really enjoy it. You do have to request to join, so check us out if you're looking for a small group. Thank you to those of you who support the Creativity Matters podcast at Patreon. I appreciate your support in all ways. I appreciate the support of those of you who have bought me a coffee recently, but I do really appreciate the support from those of you at Patreon. It has made a great deal of difference to how I can think about this show and the time I spend on this show. I really, really appreciate it. So thank you. You can learn more about Patreon at patreon.com slash creativity matters. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And... Don't forget to breathe. Have a great week, everyone.